Hello, everybody. Welcome to Begging Boardcast, episode number 206. I'm Chris. I'm John. And I'm Paul. And we're a weekly podcast that comes to you in three ways. The first being The Week in Geek, bringing you the top geek stories of the past week. The next is The List, and we're actually going to skip The List for this episode, because uh, we're going to be doing two shows this week, so we'll be doing The List on our next episode. Yeah, we had an odd episode to kind of mm-hmm. fill you guys in for that Sunday, and now we're just going to try to get as much March Madness in as possible. Right, Chris? Yes. Because that's our main topic. We do this every year. We do our own comic book. March Madness we, bracket. Today's the have, first day have, of March Madness. Do we have an actual name for it? Or do we it's our just March our... Madness Comics Creator Bracket. Okay, something like that. Yeah. Or maybe it's our bag and board cast Comics Creator Craze. Yeah, that March sounds closer to something I would have <laughs> instead recommended of a we March Madness. a year ago. <laughs> instead of a March Madness bracket, it's still crazy. It still has a madness to it, but yeah. Yeah. This is the third time we've done it. Yeah. So something like that. And this will be the third time we lie to a comics creator about whether or not they won. Well, no. Right, John? John He won the Marvel side of the artist. You said overall, though. (laughs) You did say overall. I was nervous. It's okay. That's from episode 121, I think. It was was when we had our interview. I was a big fan of Paul Stewart. But. Yeah, well, (laughs) we do this every year. We lie to both. Stuart Eminem and also Marco Rivero then Rivera then about winning. Eminem didn't win. No, I think Eminem won. So we we lied once and told the truth once. We're breaking even. Breaking even. Fifty fifty. We do this every year though, where we pick some writers and artists from sides over at Marvel, and some from over at DC, and we pit them up against each other. And then with whoever's left over, we kind of pick a book that we would want them to work on together. Mm-hmm. It's a little nerdy wish fulfillment there for us. We like it. Mm-hmm. Just like we like drinking. Mm, yes, we do. And it. As with every single episode, we have a healthy assortment of beers here. First, we have Rising Binds. This comes from us from uh, Dogfish Head and Sierra Nevada. This is a collaboration. Yeah. This is an Imperial IPA. You know what I get? I get a lot of Dogfish Head, not a lot of Sierra Nevada. It's definitely uh, a malty sweetness to mm-hmm. it. It's nice. Um, I read online they, how they kind of worked together on this. They used Dogfish Head's continual hopping process. Okay. But then they also used uh, Sierra Nevada's, what they call their torpedoing process, to open it up and give you more of that like fruity floralness to it. And you definitely get that kind of fruity sweetness to it. Um, I don't get that from Torpedo, though, from Sierra Nevada. Well, it's just the process that yeah. they use in their brewing. It's called right. Torpedo. Yeah, but they also have yeah, a... They have a beer called Torpedo, beer, which is yeah. a lot a more... A pale ale. Like, yeah, harsh. Mm-hmm. Um, this is very good. We uh, probably have had this for a couple months. Yeah, I bought it a while ago because I saw yeah. it. I was like, oh, that's cool. I like mm-hmm. it, though. Yeah, I've seen yeah, it on the shelves it's, for a while. It's good. It's got a nice little honey on it. Mm-hmm. I figured we drank, uh, we hung out last night, and we drank a dogfish head, and I was like, oh, Chris's dogfish head's down there, too. Yeah. We also got uh, what a black and blue down there too. Ooh, we were down. Uh, yeah, we watched uh, Frozen together. Yeah, yeah, because that was because that was fun, and we drink a lot then too. Until yeah. <laughs> I fell asleep, Paul got tuckered out when we were watching Robin Hood. Yeah, we watched Frozen and then Robin Hood. It was a Disney night. Disney night. Yeah, I like this. This is. This it's is a it's a good sipping beer. It's, there's mm-hmm. there's no wow, but I think kind of that wow. With it having been in the bottle for a little bit longer. There's no wow, but there's a 
there's enough flavors going on, like mid and front palate and everything, that makes it ni- a nice sipping beer because I feel like I'm getting it different flavors every time. Yeah. Yeah. Like when I took my first sip, I was like, oh, not bad, and then I took another one, I was like, oh, a little bit, a little bit fruity now. Yeah, it's got a, re- it's got a really nice sweetness. I, I do enjoy it. Yeah, I, well, you know, if I ever see this anywhere, I, I want to protest against getting it. See what there I did there? That's, that's an inside joke because <laughs> of my work today. <laughs> oh, I don't know if you want to say any more, Paul. No, no, I don't. Yeah, but, you know, that's that's for us. Yeah, that's for us, listeners. That's a puzzle for you to figure out. Why is it called puzzles? <laughs> that's a puzzle. Oh, when I was in that just reminds me when I was in St. Louis, I was walking down um, the area called like the Del Mar Loop, which is all these really cool like restaurants, bars, boutiques, and stuff. Mm-hmm. And there was a, like, a hookah bar that was called Puzzles. Really? <laughs> yeah. And I mentioned it to uh, my girlfriend, and I was like, hey, "Why is it called Puzzles?" <laughs> and she hasn't watched How I Met Your Mother. So she didn't really understand that. So then I had to explain it. But it's it's never, still funny. It's it's funny, but it's never funny to have to explain I jokes. Know. That's the puzzle. Yeah, or re like wait I wait can you say it again? Yeah, yeah like, it's never funny the second time. No, no. You only get the joke once. Mm-hmm. And you only get the news from us once, or twice a week, or you know wh- however times we decide to record a podcast. Yeah. Uh, I thought the most interesting thing was uh, Pat Oswald is going to join Agents of Shield. There's like Agent Koenig. Yeah, Eric Koenig. And who's that? Does he does he become Modoc? Uh, no, he doesn't. Uh, Patton Oswald was actually hoping for it. It's actually a character that goes back to um, Fury and the Howling Commandos. What? So he's he's back from then with uh, with um, Fury, and he's he's been a staple at Shield. I think is almost as long as Fury has. What? He was a member of the Nazi youth alongside his friend Willem Hauser. When Hitler came to power in 1935, they both joined the Wehrmacht. I'm reading from the Marvel database. Uh, uh, it's a wiki. It's crazy. It was formerly part of Hammer. Okay. That, that seems like an interesting kind of twist on it. You guys have any news? Yeah, some other stuff. Um, just announced to Disney investors during their annual call. Um, they are going ahead with production on Incredibles 2 and Cars 3. We totally talked about that last night, and then well, I totally forgot about it today. <laughs> That's exciting. Uh, I don't know. Incredibles it, was great. Cars, I have no like delving interest in. I watched the first one again recently, and it was better than I remembered it being, but just, it's not for me. Um, I remembered a lot about Cars, even though I didn't see it, and I was slightly off. I'm like... You know, the car, Steve McQueen, you know, in Radiator Springs. Uh, I'm excited about um, The Incredibles 2. Yeah. I, I'm surprised it's not, I, I don't, I guess people just haven't caught on, because, like, even on Tumblr, somebody pointed out, like, why isn't this a bigger deal? Like, mm-hmm. we've been talking about this for years, a sequel, so. Yeah. I hope they don't age the family. I hope it's not ten years in the future or five no, years in the future. I kind of want it, like... Right after, when they're in the parking lot and they're like, I am the Underminer. I, There's nothing beneath I their age a little bit more. Really? Jack-Jack yeah. is not a baby yeah. anymore and Dash not as petulant. Because the powers and everything were so based on their age. Like, mm-hmm. that's the whole reason, like, you know, how, 
now Violet was really Well, they shy will still have those powers when they grow up, so... Yeah, but, you know, that's... But the whole inspiration for all that stuff was yeah, because feel at that time, they're okay, at that certain age. You can develop them more as characters, and they're no longer just archetypes. Yeah. You know? Like, they're not just like, oh... He, he's a pesky little brat of a kid. He's got super speed. Like, yeah. Oh, she's shy and bashful. Like she turns him as well. Like okay, like that's all we had to know about those characters because that's all that they were there for. Mm-hmm. So let's give me something more now. I okay. I don't care either way. I just want the movie because mm-hmm. I do. It is a good movie. Yeah. And I really enjoyed it. It's the best Fantastic Four movie we've gotten so far. <laughs> True. Well, there's also the rumors now that Fox is. Looking to rewrite, recast, and find a different director for Fantastic Four. Wow. Yeah. And the whole thing about, you know, the casting was because of the director. Because, you know, he worked with, uh, he has a Michael... Michael B. Jordan. Michael B. Jordan. I'm like, he has a very famous name. But But that's, that's the rumors, and, like, we'll see. Because they have to start filming within six months, otherwise the rights revert back to Marvel. And if they do, do you want it as a Netflix series? I want them to wait on it for a while. We've waited more than five years since what yeah. Rise of the Silver. When did the Rise of the Silver Surfer come out? It seems they've got maybe longer. They than have five enough years. stuff in the hopper right now. Like I don't think they should really start planning and looking at too much more. Because um, Kevin Feige did an interview recently where he was like, "If we can." there's enough demand for us to put out like four pictures a year we'll try it but we don't want to sacrifice the quality of any of them no that's i mean that's good because like um like as soon as as soon as iron man one had finished it like the day it wrapped they went into like production and shooting like of uh the incredible hulk Mm -hmm. and that movie felt a little you know it did feel a little rushed there so as long as they can calculate and have everything work out just right like yeah i'd to get four movies a year would be great i mean this year we're getting we got uh captain america coming up in a couple weeks yeah we got guardians of the galaxy yeah, that's a break summer release and then yeah. what we do we have well like in in the fall we had um thor, thor and then mm-hmm. in the summer we had iron man so it almost feels like it's been a year of these movies. Yeah, if you're going on a rolling calendar, but if yeah. you're going on a, you know, more, yeah, set calendar. Going on a set calendar, but yeah, more. Uh, we've gotten what two. What am I trying to think of? You know, in a more, more annual calendar. No, yeah, more an actual calendar. Yeah, like from yeah. January mm-hmm. to December. To December calendar. Yeah, it's it's so like year. within the twelve month period. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, uh, Fantastic Four: Rise of the Silver Surfer came out. 2007. So, so yeah, seven, seven years, years ago. Yeah, I think they waited long enough for another. Because let's say they get it in development. Mm-hmm. You know, if it comes back to Marvel, you're thinking about you know one and a half years for you know actually developing and actually shooting it. So you're looking at two more years. That's nine years without a Fantastic Four movie. I guess it's kind of. I don't feel like. As much as I would love to see a really well done Fantastic Four movie, I don't need I don't need one. I'm not, it's not the thing I'm clamoring for. Aww. Yeah, I'd rather see something else first. Because I've like a Doctor Strange even. Because they've wow, they've give you something new. They've made them. We they've put out the movies. 
what characters haven't had it. Like, yeah, I want to see those characters. I want to see Iron Fist, you know? I want to see Black Panther, you know, any of those kind of things. You could have Black Panther in a Fantastic Four movie. (laughs) You could. Yeah. You could. Well, but, I was, wait, so what are the four Netflix shows again? Daredevil? Uh, Daredevil, this is the fr- Luke first Cage, one. Jessica Jones, and then is, uh, is Iron Fist one of them? I think is Iron, Iron Fist, Fist is one, one of okay. them. I want to yeah. say it is. Because I'm like, is it Black And then they all culminate, Fist? they're all supposed to culminate in yeah. one kind of like... Defenders like, movie. Yeah, Defender yeah, movie. Defender series. Mm-hmm. Um, I, don't, just, you know, I have to double check that now because I'm afraid it's not true. Um, well, you look it up. Uh, we got our first look at what uh, Harvey Bullock is going to look like in Gotham. Uh, looks pretty good. Donald. Uh, Donald. Donald. Uh, is it Vogue? Logue. Logue. Uh, has been uh, cast as that. And uh, looks like a kind of just a... Detective. Yeah, he looks good. Yeah, he, he looks good for. He looks, you know, kind of grizzled and kind of, yep, a we, rumpled up suit. We've also Leather got coat. some um, more shots captured by a paparazzi of uh, what's his name, like Ben McKenzie as Gordon, and then the young Oswald Cobblepot too, like oh. on set, just like kind of walk around shooting stuff. Nice. And then in also related, we got our first look at character news. Um, we have a picture of the new John Constantine, too. Yes. From the NBC. We talked about a little bit that in our not episode. But I want to talk about Gotham just a little more because yeah. I saw, you know, we didn't talk about it last time, was the Gotham, like, uh, Sky- teaser image, Skyline, Skyline. Mm-hmm. you know, like the series, like, Yeah, there's logo. like the logo for it. Awesome. Yeah, it's Like, good. they nailed the whole look, the feel for, for, uh, what Gotham is, which is, I always think of it as the 1920s version of New York City that just, like, kept going. Because you got the dirigibles, right? That's what you call hot air balloons? Dirigible. Dirigibles. Uh, there. Did you know, and I talked about this with John, uh, the Empire State Building, the top, yeah, originally was designed. to tether Zeppelins. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> Crazy, right? <laughs> Glad you knew that. Yeah. I, I've been up there. <laughs> well, so I knew that. I don't think I've ever been. Hmm. Guess what? What? No blimps up there. <sighs> oh. there, there was, you know. It's that it was of... horrible at its job. It <laughs> all, all got away. <laughs> Just standing no. there waving at him. You know, it's that. Bye! Even watching the animated series version of, you know, Batman, it always felt like the that, like, alternate universe New York City. I like that we... Right now in Year Zero from Scott uh-huh. Snyder, we've been getting, like, the police Zeppelins up there, too. Mm-hmm. It's cool. Yeah. Uh, no, yeah, the the logo looks great. That man has a blimp in issue 29. Yeah. It yeah. makes me... It makes me... Look forward to this a lot more than... Yeah. Hearing some of the stuff that was going to be, you know, the cast... Not the casting, but the characters that they were mm-hmm. looking to cast. And um, I kind of wanted it to be more like more on the kind of cop side and gordon but like you know not like teenage selena kyle like running through the streets and yeah. you know stuff like that um but no i i it's definitely something i'm gonna watch just like constantine is it's gonna be something that i want to watch and uh the character what's, what's his name matt ryan yep matt ryan 
I wrote it down. I couldn't find it here. Yeah. He, he uh, I mean, he looks like he walked right out of the page of Hellblazer. Uh, he looks great. Mm-hmm. I mean, uh, trench coat, red tie, blonde he's hair. Got, like, loose, like, loose, loose knot. Yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah. Uh, Jock on uh, Tumblr? Did he put Jock the artist on Tumblr? Yeah. He put a cigarette in the mouth, his mouth <laughs> and had it hanging out because with all the smoke in the background, yeah. it looks like the guy's, you know. Yeah. I, I saw that too. Yeah, There's yeah. all the smoke just kind of chilling there. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, no, he looks he looks great. And with everything they've done, like with the show, like Grimm, if they can have this be like that, I'd be ecstatic. I really liked Grimm. I I was watching when it came out, and then I missed a bunch of episodes. And then by the time I was able to get back into watching it, like the episodes I needed to see weren't on Hulu anymore, and I didn't want to have that gap, so it kind of fell off the wagon. But yeah, that's if they can do that show, but darker and tie it into, tie it into the DC, DC universe. Like, uh, cool. Yeah, I'd be happy with it. And just the the fact that he's gonna be he's gonna have the English accent. He looks just like John Constantine is supposed to. Uh, makes me don't, happy. Don't mess this up. <laughs> don't mess it up. Um, trucking right along on. TV shows based around comic book characters and getting more glimpses at them. Did you guys see there's a better picture of the Grant Gustin Flash costume? Yes, there yes. We talked about it last time. I wasn't here for that. I know. Stop well, bringing it up. Oh, yeah, Just let him now, go. Yeah, because a lot of times now people can't find that episode. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, exactly. Sorry. Stop talking about it. Stop shutting me down. <laughs> Just let him go. No, no, I haven't. Tell me all about it, Chris. <laughs> Apparently you already talked about no, it. No, no, I gave, I wasn't doing a shoot down. I was doing a yes and. Oh, well, that's that's a yes and. We've got some footage of him just kind of like running around on set. Oh, footage! In, I haven't like, seen footage. Yeah, it's just like a quick little clip of him mm-hmm. like running, jumping, jumping, jumping down, down the stairs. Oh. Um, but then there's another actual shot of him almost like in the like the runner's like starting mm-hmm. position in the costume. Yeah, with the arm, or the, the full arm down. So I was actually thinking that might be him stopping. Where he's just trying to get his body as low as possible to get as much traction on the ground as possible. I think you're taking, talking about two different pictures. Because he he has his for, whole forearm down on the ground, whereas yeah. a starting position. Okay, not the same picture. Not the same picture. He's talking about the one with him in the costume. Yeah, that one just has him in the costume, and he has his forearm completely parallel on the ground versus a runner's position with. Or you usually just John, have the fingertips? I don't know if John has it. No. I think I deleted it. That's okay. It's okay, but well, what are the thoughts on the costume? Since I haven't heard what you guys think about it already. Uh, I, I like the look of it, and uh, when Paul and I discussed it, it looks like uh, like a mo- kind of like a motocross, mm-hmm. like with the leather and the other like kind of canvasy looking material there. So it looks like somebody who's going to be running at top speeds, or you know, if Trying he to save his skin, yeah, yeah, he's gonna if he's gonna end up rolling out at super high speeds he's going to be able to yeah to survive it um it, it looks you know what it, it looked a little um uh, for whatever reason jl uh, jl or I don't know, you know if jay garrick was wearing something kind of similar i i don't think it would be that off because it looks a little war world war ii like motorcycle guy mm-hmm. kind of thing going on you know just with uh the cut of the whole whole outfit. Oh yeah, that's that's not the one I saw at all. Yeah, that's the one I'm talking about. Yeah. Oh, he isn't in the costume. He's, he's I was totally costume. wrong. Yeah, because I was actually trying to scroll through and find it. Um, when I saw it, my first thought was like, "Wow, it looks a lot like the Daredevil costume." 
but I don't mean that in a bad way at all because it was mm-hmm. a very well done like no this costume real world mm-hmm. he's going to be scraping up like put him in le- that leather and it works for the flash I think yeah having that leather having that mobility like it uh it all it all looks good um I think the emblem on the chest from what I remember like it kind of looked like it oh, belonged so on the hood of a hood of a car yeah. kind of a thing but um I mean it looks like the logo, except it has the red background instead of white. Like mm-hmm. that's yeah. it, it's the yeah. flash logo. It's the flash logo, yeah, but, it, it looks, but it looks a like it's raised and it's raised and um like it's a little it's a sharper red than mm-hmm. the red on the costume. And it looks like it it wouldn't have any movement to it. Like there's no flexing around it. Like that is that is definitely solid a solid piece of whatever it is. No. Um. Uh, no, I think it's good, and I, I'm excited to see it in action. I I really look forward to it, and I and it's something also like they with uh, the way Arrow's been and how they've really taken it seri- like a serious approach to it. They're not phoning in the episodes. I'm lo- I'm looking forward to them doing the same thing with the Flash. They're not going to be phoning in episodes. They're not going to be making it that Smallville, you know, soap teenage soap opera yeah. show. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, did you watch the Suicide Squad, uh, yeah. episode? I love, they had, uh, Harley Quinn for yeah. like a brief second on it. It was, <laughs> I loved it. I was like, oh man, that's awesome. Yeah. <laughs> like, and actually voiced by Tara Strong. Oh wow. Yeah. Okay. That did the voice for Arkham, Asi- Arkham City. Yeah. Not Arkham Asylum because they switched out voice actresses. Yeah. Um, but no, yeah, the, I, I'm looking forward to the Flash. Um, they also, also, in Flash-related news, they um, announced that they have people cast, and I feel bad because I can't remember the people's names, but um, the um, Vibe and Killer Frost. Oh, yeah, wow. I remember seeing that Vibe was going to be in it. That's kind of cool. Yeah. I'm not seeing the uh, picture that I saw. But uh, AMC and Fox came to an agreement for... Uh, Redoing, well, not redoing, but re-airing The Walking Dead to all the people that don't have cable or Netflix at this point, which seems to be all of two of you. Uh, <laughs> well, it, they'll be aired on the my T, my network TV of like weird Fox station. I guess it's a Fox network uh, that's over the air. Yeah, that one. But yeah, that that network television. John oh. found the picture before oh, yeah. I could. It's okay, but uh, yeah, my my network TV, which is the weird, uh, it's usually on a weird digital station that you can get over there. Uh, they'll be showing back-to-back episodes of Walking Dead to kind of catch you up. That's kind of cool. And get get you into that kind of almost you know uh, uh, when uh, other shows show other channels show your show syndication. It's kind of the backwards syndication, though, because it's not a network show hitting so many episodes to hit cable syndication. Yeah. uh, But, yeah, you know, uh, Monk did the similar thing, and also Psych, where they were able to jump from cable to network, you know, having reruns on network television. Yeah. But it's not like like in prime time. Oh, it'll be weeknights. Yeah. It'll be in weeknights, on weeknights, because it's this My Network TV, which is, you know, there's My UPN. It's like, remember when UPN first came out and 
all it was was showing like reruns of just shows that have been on. Sister, sister, yeah, stuff like that. Yeah, anything to help them grow that market because you know there there are the people that don't have cable TV or they're not interested in Netflix or Hulu, but they've probably heard a lot about The Walking Dead. I mean, it's all over the place. So yeah, people are gonna watch it. Mm-hmm. Good. That's advertising money they can get. All right, guys. I just one note on that quick because I bought uh, the last two trades of Invincible like okay. this past week so I could read them when I was on the plane. Oh, the last two that came out. Okay. Yeah, like uh, volume seventeen and eighteen. And when I was like flipping through them in the comics, I was like, man, I like Invincible so much more than The Walking Dead. Like, how is that a thing? But this isn't. And I was, then I had a moment where I was like, I don't want this to be a thing. I want this to be mine. Okay. And I started punching people. That, that happened. That was the thing. <laughs> That's why you're no longer <laughs> Like, don't take Lewis. this from me. And they're like, no, sir, if you buy it, it's yours. <laughs> like, you can't leave like the store without paying year? it. That's right. Uh, uh, uh. Oh, also, news quick. Okay. Um, rumors that DC Comics is in talks to buy Dynamite. Really? Yeah. Really? I know they got all the red... But they don't do anything. Like, remember all the Red Circle characters that they were going to do? Here's the thing. Dynamite, with? they do a lot of then, licensed comic books. Yeah, but like, they also do the uh, Project Superheroes, which I'm thinking of is more DC's realm. But now with the new DCU, it's like, no, that's not really their realm anymore. By, these legacy that, characters. They would have access to, like, the like John Carter characters, like Green Hornet. That kind the, of shadow. the Shadow. Uh, Vampirella. Dala, Dala, what, Dodja from oh, Mars. Oh, Deja Thoris. Deja, yeah. John Carter from Mars series. Yeah. Like, it's it's an interesting thought. Like, I don't think it would be one of those things where it's like, oh boy, you're going to see these characters folded in, but it's just something else for them to have. Mm-hmm. I uh, like If they do an awesome Shadow comic book, I would probably read that. Like, well, where does it fit? It doesn't like necessarily have to fit. With the new like, DCU, it, it kind of Yeah, but they can have it to. to its own imprint. Or it could be in like Vertigo, yeah. even. You know? Yeah, if it's Vertigo, maybe it'll work. But remember they tried the first wave? Where they tried to bring in like Doc mm. Sampson and some of the other... more Spirit pulpy. and yeah. Batman. Yeah, a more pulpy thing. And it didn't work for them. Mm. It, I don't know if DC... I think also, too, it's... I'm sorry, I'm being very negative about this. And usually I'm not negative about anything, but... I mean, yeah. no. I mean, you have your opinion about it. Mm-hmm. I, I would, ra- I would rather like to see like two smaller companies merging to be a stronger yeah. company than a bigger one just kind of. When Boom and Arkea. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like like that. Um, but if if they're able to do something like like you're talking about, but have already bringing over those people who are fans. That they'll check out this DC book, or you know, have the DC writers over there writing these other books, and and the art at Dynamite, a lot of those books are really good art. Hmm. I, know, I don't. Some of them don't. Yeah. Some of them do though. Okay. I don't. Well, I don't know. I don't read enough Dynamite stuff to really. But you had a lot of people like uh, I think Kevin Smith. Like Kevin Green Smith Vamps, doing Green Hornet. Green Hornet. Yeah, Green Hornet. Um, Mark Arrow. Mark Wade was over there doing stuff. I think with Green Hornet and the Shadow. Like they've had some big 
bigger name people over there working on those books or working on issues yeah, one through three. Doing the Project Superheroes stuff. Yeah, and you know. he does a lot of the covers for those guys. Mm-hmm. But like, anytime I do look at Dynamite, it's like Lady Spider and the Occult Master. Is Dynamite doing the Tomb Raider or is that Dark Horse? That I'm With not Gail sure Simone. I think that's Dark Horse. Okay. Um, but okay. yeah, they, I mean, they have a lot of books that are characters that I don't like. Mm-hmm. The Spider, who but, looks like a ripoff of The Shadow. But they're characters that have followings. It is yeah. like that classic kind of pulp. Yeah. But if it is a place where you can get, like, the Dynamite books are where you're going to be able to get those pulp characters that you're missing in the DCU with these other pulp characters, like, I think I would like that. Like, if I could get a question book over there that's all, like, gritty, like, kind of like a 20s question. Yeah, but that's almost, you know, I just don't see them doing these different multiverses kind of stories. You know, as soon as they get, they try to bring in all the Wildstorm characters into the new DCU. If they, I don't think they'll let Dynamite just be an imprint where they'll let, their characters also go over but and run. Here's the thing. Wildstorm was already owned by DC yeah. at that point, and they were keeping it separate just because it was one of those things like, no, it's always been separate. Like, mm-hmm. there was really no rhyme no, or reason to No it. reason to fold them, it, the, like, to fold them in until now with the 50, you know, with the new 52. Mm-hmm. And all those, all those books didn't work. It, but, and, in defense of those books, they rarely worked over at Wildstorm too, because they would constantly be like, they would come out, they'd get canceled, then yearly they'd be like, all new Wildcats. Like, it was, well, the Wildcats, that was a whole like, no, no, we got issue three done, and we're sure issue four will be done soon. Wink. That's kind of what Wildstorm had. It was just more like the launching ground for just different stuff. Yeah. No. You know, Sorry. it's, it's all the, no, you know, I thought this was worth. Yeah, no, it's, it's, I, it's definitely, definitely worth mentioning. Worth mentioning. Like what John said, you know, it's going to come down to whether or not if DC writers are able to go over there and start playing around with the, those toys in the sandbox. I'm sure, it will be great because you know why? We love writers on this podcast. <laughs> we love them so much we pick them to fight against each other. And the Baden Boardcast Comics Creator Craze bracket. But first, Paul, we have a dramatic reading, and this is Wolverine and the X-Men, A versus X, number 18, page, page, three, panel two, whack, ow, hey, no fair, you can't, and that was a dramatic reading from Wolverine and the X-Men. A versus X tie-in, number 18. So, beer is good. Beer is good. You can't... This beer. This is uh, another one. We had one of their beers a while ago. I don't think we were... Oh, it was their barley wine. We didn't enjoy it. This is from uh, Moylan's out of California. This is the Dragoons. Dry Irish style stout. Uh, and what I like about dry Irish stouts is they're lighter, but mm-hmm. they got a nice, like, nuttiness to it. Yeah. yeah. And, uh, I do enjoy that in, uh, these. And this one's got a nice little, uh, nut from my mouth. 
And, you know, when they say dry, it is really dry. It is very dry. Like, the very first one I had was Brooklyn's Dry Irish Stout last year, and I really enjoyed it because it was so different. Yeah. Like, it's not that stout, heavy, malty kind of sweetness, that, you know, full flavor, full flavor kind of thing that way. But it is definitely a dry, full flavor, nuttiness. I definitely see what you're saying there. Um and I'm getting it, but yeah, it's very light on the palate. Yeah, yeah it's very light. It's it's an enjoyable, smooth mm-hmm. drinking beer. So it's okay. I probably wouldn't have it again. Uh, I think if I saw it out, yeah. I would definitely get a pint of it. Mm-hmm. I think this would pair well with a lot of different things, just because it's so light on the palate. Uh, I had a dry Irish stout over the weekend, uh, Long Trails, and oh. it um I really enjoyed that. I actually would be into getting more dry Irish. Stouts. Mm-hmm. Seeing the difference. I think uh, the Brooklyn, from what one, from what mm. I remember, was a lot drier on the palate. Like it actually made me almost pucker. Mm. If I'm remembering correctly, you know, it's been over a year yeah. since we had it last. And the one thing about Moylan's, they just got too much clutter on their bottle. Yeah. Yeah, it's got a lot of it's got like, like awards a, and like drink safe, a recycle thing, a map to how to get there. A lot of bullshit doesn't need to be there. Wait a second, though. A map how to get there on their beer bottle. That yeah. seems like asking you to drink and drive. Well, they're right it, next it to Santa's. It also says on the side, too, why they all keep refrigerated. Uh, yeah. And, uh, you know, they're right next to Santa's Village. You know. Any cock, boo. <laughs> <laughs> it just seems like, no, officer, I wasn't drinking the bottle. I was getting directions off the bottle. Like, it just seems a little weird. <clears throat> yeah. I enjoy it. You know what else I enjoy? Comic books and comic book writers. All right. Well, well, let's get right into our comic book creator craze. Uh, Where do you guys want to start off, Marvel or DC? I feel we always start with DC. So do we continue with DC? No, you're wrong. Marvel won the coin flip, and they decided to go second. Ah. So we are going with DC first. All right. Well, our first matchup, we have... Writer Scott Lodell versus writer Scott Snyder. Yeah, it's a battle of two Scots. It's Scott v. War. Scotter. It's a Scotter. Call that a Scotter. <laughs> yeah, you do. <laughs> uh, okay, Scott Snyder is absolutely killing it on Batman, still with the year zero. The, uh, this is true. I, I do have to say, Scott Lodell has been a writer that, with the New 52, I've been, I was following. Mm-hmm. He got me into reading Superman. Like, I was reading it up until he did a huge crossover between all the Superman books, and that's kind of my jumping-off point for that, because I was like, I don't want to buy Supergirl, yeah, you don't want this, to go to the house and L. two L. other tie-in books mm-hmm. that were going to be anniversary books that were coming out. It was just a bit much <clears throat> for someone just getting into Superman, but I, you got to give Scott Liddell some credit with being able to pull me into reading Superman, a character that I've never really cared about. But not enough to keep you reading it. <laughs> yeah. That's that's where I think he's he's losing some points there. Uh, is he writing Supergirl also now? Is he the one bringing her into the Red Lantern Corps? I don't think so. I think he's okay. off of that book. But he is, in, in June, he's going to be back on to Red Hood and the Outlaws, and like I'll be, I think that's when I'm going to be jumping onto Red Hood again. Okay. But that's in June. That's We're in June. It doesn't. Yeah, yeah. No. It doesn't affect our there's, bracket right now. There's absolutely 
anyone put up against Scott Snyder at this stage is well, it's, yeah, it's well, a one versus sixteen battle. You know, they it, never win. It's 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 a lose because Scott Snyder with Batman is just amazing. Uh, I've been reading American Vampire, and that's amazing. Like Scott Snyder's just he's got the chops. He's got he's got it nailed down. Like I've enjoyed what Scott Liddell was doing, but then <clears throat> there wasn't enough to keep me around on the books mm-hmm. that I did enjoy. I think he like, spread himself too thin. He spread himself too thin, and then he started writing more, too, at that point. Um, Scott Snyder, for me, this is kind of an easier pick. I don't read anything from Scott Liddell right now. I'm kind of intrigued by him going back to Red Hood and the Outlaws in June, but not enough that's going to make me want to pick up that book again. I mean, I haven't been reading Teen Titans since I dropped it months and months and months ago. I'm okay with letting this one go. I've moved on. Yeah, I don't think I've read a book from Scott Lodell, other than the Red Hood and the Outlaws you <clears throat> let me borrow, which were good, but that was almost two years, years ago. ago. Yeah. yeah. So, yeah, I have to go with a person that I am still reading, and that's Scott Snyder. Oh, yeah. I just wanted to give yeah. an honorable mention to Scott Lodell. Oh, yeah. Because he yeah. made the list of the top yeah. six, what, yes, top eight, you know. From DC, so you know it's it's sometimes it's it's all it is is about getting to the big dance. Oh yeah, you know, I I making your school proud. To be honest, I really do like Scott Liddell, but almost everybody on this list, I think, would would beat him. But somebody's got to be that yeah. bottom yeah bottom guy. But yeah, Scott Scott Snyder definitely. All right, guys. You guys want to keep on going the same way that we wrote the bracket, or you want to jump around a little bit? Okay, you guys. This this is this is your baby. You tell us how to do brackets, Paul. Okay, so you know, nor we just did the number one seed. Let's go to the who would probably most likely face the number one seed uh, in the next round, and that would be the the bottom seeds. uh, Soleil versus Azrielo. That's uh, number four and number five. You know, that's that's right. That's you know, whoever's coming out of there is probably going to be facing Scott Snyder. Um, Charles Soule is doing a you know did a good job. I you know I was re- started to pick up and continued reading Swamp Thing when he jumped on. You know, enjoyed the issues, just wasn't enough there to keep me reading it. And you're getting just about the same thing you needed from, from Animal, Animal Man. Man, and that's your. Yeah, that's, that's your my, bread and butter. Yeah, that's that's my go-to DC book, other than uh, Wonder Woman, <laughs> which has been written by Brian Azzarello. And uh, when that when he's off that book, so am I. Like it's it's gonna be really tough to keep me buying Wonder Woman. Uh, but it's been still just consistently good. The stuff I've been reading from Wonder Woman has it has been really good, and everything when I look at everything he's been doing with that book. Yeah, it just looks awesome. And I I think that when he leaves it, I don't think they're going to know what to do with Wonder Woman. Mm-hmm. Um, Charles Soule does a good Wonder Woman with Yeah, I, I bet the you Superman do. Wonder Woman. Yeah. Like that was that issue that, just just came out, which I read me. this spoiler of because I didn't purchase the book, but the whole Superman saying, "Spoilers. I love you." And Wonder Woman saying, yeah, I bet you do, or something to that effect. It's very uh, Han Solo. 
Of course. Oh, no, it was, of course you do. Of course you do. You know, that's what she says. Han Solo saying, yeah, I know. Which is a great ad line by Harrison Ford. Yeah. Uh, but out of, out of those two, I would give it to Ezreal. Yeah. <clears throat> I'm just throw it over to Charles Soleil. Okay. Soul. That's Soul. how I heard it. Yeah. It, you know, in interviews now. Honestly, he really surprised me over at Superman One Woman. Mm-hmm. Like, that's a book yeah, that I yeah. went in just like, expecting it to be like, oh, it's a cash grab because of, like, it was news that they had them being in a relationship. Mm-hmm. And then DC was like, oh, I bet people would buy this. But when I read that book, I was like, wow, no, this works on the page like you get glimpses of both of those characters on their own and then together yeah brian azrael is doing great over on one woman mm-hmm. but it, this is where it's kind of like well they're doing great and they're continuing to do yeah. great so it's not really mm-hmm. and that's why he was I, I picked him as the, like the fifth seed and charles soul over at the fourth because you know charles soul is doing a variety <clears throat> of books i'm sure you know more people would pick him over you know as one of the top you know the top writers right now for DC versus others, but you know Ezreal just does such a good job with Wonder Woman, and the extended cast too. You know Hera and Hermes and the rest of the pantheon, and you know this villain. You know which I thought was going to be stupid, the Firstborn. You know just having a real man man be going against Wonder Woman has actually turned out to be a really pretty interesting villain. You know, uh, not only to Wonder Woman but the rest of the of the rest of Olympus. So it's been fun. Okay, next we would have... Let's go Johns versus Vendetti. Vendetti? Vendetti? Vendetti. Vendetti. Uh, Vendetti writing the basically all of the Green Lantern books. Is that not not so much, but he's really this, like, the head of the Green Lantern books, much like Jeff Johns was previously. Mm-hmm. He's kind of the ship runner for that. I'm heading up the actual Green Lantern book. And Johns, who, you know, a lot of people would say is the number one writer, we we have as the number two seed in our bracket because Scott Snyder, we're like, no, I don't think anybody loses really to Snyder right now. It's it's It'll be tough to beat him. It's, I mean, if you look at it, it's the guy, the person on, the, the person on this list that all of us clamor every month for to buy that book, and it's a book that we buy, is Scott Snyder's Batman. Mm-hmm. Month in, month out, we're all getting it. We're and all... that hasn't been true for all of the Batman mm-hmm. books, you know. There there was a time where we weren't reading any Batman books. Like, I was picking the, the Grant Morrison stuff for a while. What? Yeah. A lot longer buying, than you guys. Like, just yeah. the regular Batman mm-hmm. uh, for years. And you were buying, yeah, you were still picking it up when it was uh the artist that was also writing Tony it. Daniel. Tony Daniel with the Battle for the Cowl and all that stuff you were still and yeah. I was off that book. But yeah, we've we've all had our different tastes, you know, we're like in preferences for what Batman is, but Scott Snyder even though we're not talking about him in this corner <laughs> right now. You know, we really has found something some way to get us all all three of us interested in the same Batman story. Yeah. yeah. Every time, every new yeah. arc too. Mm-hmm. Um, and but I, Jeff Johns, Jeff Jeff Johns is that solid go-to writer. Mm-hmm. Um, I think between the two, I haven't read I haven't read any Green Lantern books. Um, 
I haven't read any of the Forever Evil or yeah, here, any here's books. The thing. He's yeah. We're he, talking about oh, it's Jeff Johns, it's Jeff Johns. No, yeah. nobody is reading a Jeff Johns book right now. Right, and I am so disinterested in Forever Evil. Yeah, I kind of have a negative connotation now to Jeff Johns, so much so that I'm like, no, let's move on to the other guy just because you know Jeff Johns is. It just it's just not interesting to me the Forever Evil thing. Yeah, we read the first issue here for the show, and I'm like, I don't care. I've like kind of followed what's going on without buying it, and then I'm just like, it's yeah. Eh. No, I I I agree. Um, I I I dropped. I dropped uh, Aquaman. That was mm-hmm. the last Jeff Johns book I was buying, and it was just because I enjoyed reading them in a bulk. Like I was, mm-hmm. I was saving them up and then reading them all in one big spurt. And I was like, mm, why don't I just buy the trades of this? Yeah. Um, and that's kind of where have I. You? No, See? because I went all I went all digital, and then I'm like, well, I could just wait till they do a sale and just buy. Okay. All those back issues. But have you? No, because they haven't run a sale oh, on okay. it. Oh, that's what that. Well, that's what my point is. If you were really clamoring for that book, you would have found a way to buy it. That's all I'm saying. Like you yeah. would have wanted to, like even Barnes and Noble. Like are there, are there still Barnes and Nobles? Yep. Yeah, I think there's still. There's not the... Borders anymore, right? No, I think there's still a couple Borders, but not in this area. Okay. Well, yeah. you know, and yeah. picked up a trade or yeah. Went to a no, it, there's shop. definitely there's I definitely could do it. Yes, but there's other things out there that's. Are demanding your paycheck? Yes, yeah. I understand. It's, and I'm like, isn't that an yeah. indictment against it? It it, it, it is. Okay. It is in a way not a thing in favor of it, but actually kind of telling you maybe you don't like it as much. No, as I you. do. You know, it's just it's one of those things that it gets. It's like your stack of shame. Yeah. Instead okay. of instead of buying it and letting it sit and not read it. I'm waiting till I've hit that point where I'm like, oh, I really want to read this, and then I go buy it, okay. and then I read it. Instead but, of like buying it and just letting it sit and do nothing. But I'm... have you seen my Steam list? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's your new stack of shame. <laughs> I got a stack of shame there, a stack of shame there. I got video games from Sega Genesis that I still haven't played. That's crazy, guys. <laughs> I, I um, really need to just like take a month and just. Let my beard grow and not shower and just. You can still shower. Yeah. You can. No. You can yeah, still no, find no. that time to no, shower, no, Paul. Five ten minutes to no, shower in the morning. No, I'm totally. And think about what game you're gonna play that day. I just love the moment where like where like Paul's wife is like washing him as he sits in the living room like playing these games, or she comes into his office. His fingernails have grown <laughs> grown out. That's what I'm imagining. I clean my husband with a washcloth on a stick. So Venditti? I'm saying Venditti. Um, he's kept Green Lantern going. It's still an interesting read. He's doing something different with it. If you both are doing Venditti, I'm gonna I'll put my vote till John's because it is Aquaman is still a book that I I want that to you read. Want to read, but there's nothing there that makes you actually want to read. I, it. I can't that's, I can't put my vote to Vendetti because I, I haven't read anything by him. Yeah, that's my thing. I he might be doing a great job in Green Lantern. That's your word. I haven't read any of it. Yeah. So I can't vote for someone who I haven't read anything by. That's mine. Yeah. I understand that. And yeah. it's I mean he's gonna Vandetti's gonna move on, you know. Mm-hmm. My vote. Yeah. My vote is for Johns. Yeah, but I haven't read anything from Johns this year either. So it's two artists, two writers that I really haven't read. 
And you know what? Sometimes your opinions that you get here on the Bagno Broadcast, uninformed. <laughs> <laughs> That's why you come here. I I I I definitely show. I I I say that you know Vandetti should should move on, mm-hmm. but just for the yeah, just sake for of the argument. sake of it. Yeah, I understand. We're a long show with a lot of opinions. Yes. Uh, number three, Lemire versus Pamiati. Number six seed. Uh, Lemire is someone who I just think has been doing a fantastic job over on Green Arrow. It's every time Green Arrow comes out, it's like the first book I read. Uh, I've been digging it. Um, I did enjoy him a lot over on, um, Justice League Dark. Mm-hmm. When I went digital, I cut books. That was one of the books that I enjoyed it, but it wasn't a need for me. Uh, Green Arrow though is one of those needs for me. It is still awesome. I re- I can't I can't wait for the next issue to come out. Like every time they leave it off, I can't. I'm always mad that I'm hit that last page. I get my vote for Jeff Lemire as well because this is what Green Arrow should have been. Yes, right from the get go. Like it's a lot of fun. If I see Jeff Lemire's name on something, I take note uh, of what that book is. Jimmy Palmiotti, I see his name on something, and it's like this guy likes to have work. Like yeah. he likes he likes writing comic books. They could offer him anything, and he's gonna like give it his damnedest. He's gonna put the work in. He is also a kingmaker. <laughs> you work with him, and you suddenly become the editor in chief of a com you know of a comic book yeah. company. Happened with Joe Casada. Happened with Dan DiDio. Uh, Jeff Lemire, man, he he knocks it out the park and. Yeah. Green Arrow is a great read right now. And Animal Man is great. And that's what the book that I'm reading from him. And honestly, with Palmiotic, I don't have any... You know, it seems like he has a definitely taste and flavor that he goes for. Mm-hmm. And I hear good things about Harley Quinn. But it's like, okay, I'm not really that interested in that New York City kind of vibe, you know, that she's kind of exploring. Palmiotic also, he does a lot of Kickstarter books, too. Yeah. He does a lot of, like, a lot of indie stuff, too, this um, I wish I I wish the book was was a dollar cheaper. I would have stayed on um the the Western All Star Western. Mm-hmm. Like it, I enjoyed the book, but not enough to spend that three ninety nine on it. Where all my other DC books were two ninety nine. But yeah, left Jeff Lemire, someone I'll, I I will always whatever he's doing. I will I will check out. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, and that's what I got for that. So we got Snyder versus Vendetti. Uh, I think we all kind of can agree Snyder wins, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Snyder, and then Lemire versus Azarello. It's it's that's interesting. Uh, for me, it's Lemire. Um, again, like that that book is so great. Like I. I was talking to a guy at work who doesn't really read comic books, mm-hmm. but he's really been enjoying the TV shows. And I said, well, you should check out mm-hmm. uh, Green Arrow. And he's like, oh, okay. And I'm like, just start with issue 17, though, when Jeff Lemire takes over the book. And he didn't. He bought all of it. He bought from the beginning to the mm-hmm. night. And he came up to me and he's like, Green Arrow's, you're right, it's really bad. And I was like, what do you mean? And he's like, well, I started with one. And I was like, why did you start with one? And he went over and he started at 17 and he was just like, this book is so cool. He's like, it's, it, this is what I want. He's like, why wasn't it like this before? Like, 
<laughs> There's 16 issues of this crap? I'm like, yeah. Um, but it it is. It's something that it's, I don't Who's know. Who's writing that again? Uh, start? It was uh, J.T. Kroll. J.T. Kroll. The, the savior of the DC universe for a while there. The next Jeff Johns. He's going to be the... Where is he? What's he doing now? What book is he on now? J.T. Kroll. What I book? don't know. Exactly. I don't know if he's writing anything. I know. That I know. was really snarky of me. I'm sorry, yeah. guys. That's well, he, not... he is doing a journey over at Aspen. Okay. But I don't know if he's doing anything over at DC because I, don't I follow so. my books that I follow now. Mm-hmm. Um... I have to go, as much as I love Animal Man and everything, I'm excited to see what Lemire does with uh, Justice League United, like because it has a lot of characters that I really enjoy. Star Animal Girl. Man, Star Girl. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Uh, but that's next year. But for this year, the last year that I'm getting Wonder Woman by Azzarello, I'm, I'm going to vote for Azzarello. He's, he's, he's going to be my favorite. I'm going to... Ride that Wonder Woman until the uh, sun, the cows come home. For me, it's Jeff Lemire. Yeah, it's, I mean, I he's made some uh, Green I Arrow have no a book that I really, against it, I really want to read. And you know, nothing against what Brian Ezrell has been doing over on Wonder Woman, but it's one of those books that when I saw that they were on sale, I was thinking about buying them, but I was like, no, I don't, I don't have to. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna. I'm going to wrap up the tension here. Instead of finishing off with Snyder versus Lemire, we're going over to Marvel. Ooh. Well, I'm going to need another beer before we do that. Okay. We'll, we'll pause here, get another beer in us, and then we'll really hash out this Marvel thing. Yeah. Oh, and Chris, do I have a beer for you. It's Innocent Guns Irish Whiskey Cask Scotch Ale. So, uh, it's an Irish Scotch Ale? Is it, is it a Irish Ale and Scotch Ale? Uh, Arizona? What, it's, a, it's a Scottish stout. stout. Matured using Irish whiskey barrels. So, you get 7.4. Very smooth. Mm-hmm. It's not that high. Yeah. For aged in a barrel, it's not that high in alcohol. You know, I'm used to seeing t- 9 and 10s and 12s. You also expect this to be a lot stronger mm-hmm. than it is, too, but you don't get that dragon breath on it. Very smooth. On the nose, you think it's going to be a lot tougher of a beer but it's real it's really nice it's mm-hmm. very mellow it's a good drinking beer but it's not something that you want to guzzle yeah like you do just want to kind of take those sips of it because you do get a very right in the back you know pockets of my mouth you know is where i get that irish whiskey kind of like aftertaste like that little yeah. you know uh hint but uh, up front and you know you, you got the nice little bit of stout it's not a not super sweet. It's not uh you know that that really full flavored. It's more of a dry. Yeah. Yeah. Stout than the. Uh, you don't and it, you don't you don't really get the the um stout flavors. You get really more of that whiskey going on. Yeah, but I like whiskey. You know, as an aftertaste, I get the whiskey. The up front, I get a little bit of the stout, but the dry stout, not at all. Yeah. Not your Guinnessy stout, not your milky stout, not that uh, malty stout. But uh, what do we do get in this upcoming round is Brian Muckler Bendis versus Karen Gillan. Not uh, to be confused with the girl that played Amy Pond. This is true. Um, 
as much as uh, I did enjoy the Young Avengers, mm-hmm. um, Bendis blew me out of the water with enjoying his X-Men books because I thought I would not do that. Because it was Brian Michael Bendis. Because it's we, Brian Michael Bendis. We were, and, for the longest time, the anti-Brian Michael Bendis uh, podcast. Yes. And it's something that I was just like, oh boy, I can't, I can't believe this. Um, but they are very enjoyable. Everything I've read of them. And, um, I, I have to put it, I have to put to Bendis. There's a reason why he's Bendis. Number one. You know? Yeah. yeah um, and I, what was his X-Men books again? All New X-Men? All New X-Men, and Uncanny X-Men. Uncanny. Which ones did I, I don't think, I tried both. I know I read both for a while. I know then you and I were switching off between the two, and then we both fell off of them. Yeah. Because we had better X-Men books out there. Yeah. Three of them for a while. <laughs> and, no, and... Karen Gillan, you know, I never really got into his Young Avengers just because I, I don't know. It was so over the time for me to really enjoy the the Young Avengers characters. And there was something always kind of missing for it. But man, did I love how they did the layouts and everything. And there was, there was really good craftsmanship that I always appreciated for it. But for whatever reason, I just, it just didn't. It didn't click with me, mm-hmm. and that's mostly on me. But I enjoyed the craftsmanship of it all. I, I think Young Avengers is a good book. Yeah. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I would hand that off to anybody just because I don't know why I didn't enjoy it as much as I should. You're an old man now. I am an old man. old man, and yeah, I don't like anything young. <laughs> <laughs> These whippersnappers are too young to be riding around like this. I'm afraid of no roller coaster. <laughs> you know what? I think it was the villain. I never really liked the whole mom, mom from an alternate dimension, like weird, mm. taking over pod people style villain. I just, I don't know. I just didn't work for me. I think that's it. But yeah, so I, I have to say though, I, I find more things interesting to talk about with Karen Gillan's Young Avengers than I do with the whole time traveling X Men because it's I think it's kind of the bendising of things where yeah. I'm gonna write the characters that I wanna write and call it this book. Like he did that with Avengers. Like he made the Avengers Spider Man, Luke Cage and Daredevil and other characters that he writes. And then he's like, well, I don't want to really write an X-Men book, but I'll write an X-Men book that I want to write, which is the old classic 70s characters. Mm-hmm. So I, I, that's why I'm going with Karen Gillan more, more over than Bendis. I just find that his series is more interesting and I think will hold up longer than this weird out-of-time story. I was floored by what Bendis was doing on the X-Men books. And when I say floored, I mean it's not because it was reinventing the genre or anything. Mm-hmm. But it's because it was an X-Men book by Bendis that I was reading. And I was like, oh, now there's another X-Men book by Bendis. I'll read this mm-hmm. one, too. And I was reading them. And then I got Bendis on it. Yeah. <laughs> like I, I hit a point where I was like, okay, well... Yeah, there was a couple pan- page panels where it was just an explanation of the character itself. Of themselves, like there was that one. What, what was it? It was a whole page 
of the White Queen kind of like talking to herself, but it was really just a character like exploration of who the White Queen was. And it's like, no, Bendis, do that on your own time. Figure it out who the character is. And then, then start write the character. Don't take a whole page to write 16 word balloons of the White Queen trying to figure out who she is in this book and then kind of keep on writing this character explanation, exploration. Yeah. Which I think is kind of a fantasy thing to do. Like, after Battle of the Atom, I was... Was it the White Queen, right? I think so. Yeah. Like, I was okay with walking away from those books and just continuing to read the Brian Wood Mm X-Men and the Jason Aaron Wolverine in the X-Men. Exactly. And Amazing X-Men, because I was like, these are great X-Men books, but they're more than what I'm getting from the Bendis ones. Mm -hmm. And Kieran Gillian, man, Young Avengers was fantastic. Like, it was well done. Him teamed up with Jamie McKelvey. They work extremely well together. They have another new book coming out from... I don't know what publisher, like, in, like, June, but the solicit for it sounded great. I'm going to be buying that one. It's definitely something I would want to check out. Like, I wanted to check out his Iron Man stuff, but the fact mm-hmm. that it's art by Greg Land has scared me off from it. Like, and yeah. it's one of those things, like, that That hurts. Like, that I can't do. Yeah. But then I hear other good stuff about his, like, Thor like Journey into Mystery, Mystery yeah. and it's like, okay, this is one that I will buy once it goes on sale, because I do want to see it. That's and mostly I want... his Loki stuff, though, yeah. when it's Journey into Mystery. Yeah, yeah. but Loki and was you one like, of, like breakout characters. In you like Kid Lucky, you Loki. So, so you would like... Uh, Journey into Mystery has been something I've definitely been wanting to check out that I just don't... It's it's yeah. There's no jumping on point. Yeah. And the jumping on point that they give you still isn't well, a jumping on There will on be, because as soon as I see those issues from... <laughs> on sale. That's where I'm jumping on. All right, but he's he's my pick because Young Avengers made him a name for me, and I automatically became like aware of him as like, oh wow, he's been around for a while, and like I want to read Phonogram. I want to read what else he has coming out. What was the book that I got? That was Suburban not Phonogram. Glamour. Okay, but it was still really good. Yeah, it was by the artist of the book, Jamie mm-hmm. McKelvey. Um. No, I have no problem with 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 Gillian going forward. I I just was surprised by enjoying a book by Bendis. It's been years. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. I, Li- like literally, probably yeah. eight to ten years. <laughs> Definitely understand that. Uh, a artist or a writer that I've been enjoying for eight to ten years now, probably not. No. Wait, how long have we been doing this podcast? Four years? Four years. For at least four years now. Jonathan Hickman. Uh, versus the number seven seed, Brian Wood. We just talked about Brian Wood and how much we enjoyed his all-girl X-Men team, which is just called X-Men. Jonathan Hickman has hit his ups and downs this year, I, I feel. It's been, you know, I didn't really enjoy Infinity. Uh... 
I enjoyed what Arette, what you yeah. had bought of yeah, Infinity. I, I actually enjoyed what you had passed off to us. Yeah. I'm sorry, guys. I no, it's okay. Yeah, you could have finished it so we could have finished enjoying it, well, Paul. Well, can wait until it's on <laughs> sale on Comixology and then download it that way. They did have it on sale. It was like $79 for like the everything that tied into it. Oh, jeepers, creepers. That's not a sale at that point. I think, I think with all the books that would tie into it, it was huge. I, I imagine, but it's still like... Uh, you know, it's that sale where it's like when the Xbox 360 and the or when the PlayStation 3 was really hard to find, and they're like, "No, it's on sale. It's in a bundle." So you get five games that are complete crap, three extra controllers, a charging station, and like a stand that you won't use, and all this other crap. No, no, it's, you're saving two hundred dollars on all this stuff. And it's like, no, no, I'm spending 500 bucks more on the system for no reason. That's the kind of sale that comic books is. <laughs> I had to loop it back because even I lost track of where I was. Uh, you, you, Hickman yourself. Yeah. Um, Hickman is, like, Hick- that was, that's that a great nice. reference. <laughs> Hickman is a writer that I always enjoy the premises of his books and Paul explaining them to me, mm-hmm. sometimes reading them. You, you lose the thread. Yeah. I'm like, I, I need some, I need him to phone me up and just talk me through it. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think all of his books are extremely well done. Uh, the Avengers stuff that he was doing, the one, one side of the Avengers I liked more than yeah. the other Avengers books. Exactly. I don't remember which one it was the one with the cabal, like all yeah, those the guys. New Avengers, which was yeah. Illuminati versus the Avengers. But that was, Two years ago, was it two years ago? Yeah. No, it was it was this year. Well, because it was leading years. up to it was, it was leading up to it. Infinity, yeah. Infinity. And, um, but if I'm gonna put it behind one of those behind behind these two writers, it's Brian Wood. Like Brian Wood, I can just get behind his writing. The stuff he does, it just hits me right. Mm-hmm. It's I don't have to overthink. I don't need the writer to draw me a diagram in the book to help explain the timelines and all the other stuff going on. It's Brian Wood just writes a straightforward book. Um, if I was still buying Dark Horse books digitally, which I haven't been because they're just kind of tough, I'd still be reading Star Wars. What he was doing on Star Wars was great, was, was great but doing it between the, the two movies – all fit it all made sense it was all stuff that if you really thought about it you would think about what they were doing yeah. how this happened like, yeah, everything they they're doing yeah. um it's great I, I anytime i see brian wood attached to a a story from when chris handed off northlanders to us i was like damn this guy this guy writes the stuff I kind of want to. I, I want to read almost all of the time. Now, with every writer, there's something they're going to write that I'm not going to be into it. Mm-hmm. Um, the book right now for Jeff Lemire that's over on Vertigo, um, which is like the sciency one. Oh, um, black science. No, not uh, black science. Um, that, that's uh, the Time Sphere one where they. It's a, the the first issue was a flip book. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, that was, um, yeah, that was it was interesting. The yeah. lookbook, and but that's the thing with that one. It was like no, that one issue was interesting because it was a flipbook. Uh, yeah, I had no need to read anymore. Exactly, and that's I, I like Jeff Lemire, Lemire, mm-hmm. but that's like eh, that's it. You know, yeah. I don't need that from him. 
Um, so every writer has that, but what is somebody who, if I see he's writing something, I will always be like, oh, that's probably going to be really great. Mm-hmm. So like my Barbarian is uh, Conan the Barbarian stuff. Yeah, the Conan the Barbarian stuff was great. With Becky Cloonan. Yeah. I was... I, was, I, was, I actually enjoyed reading Conan, <laughs> though. Yeah. I, I was buying a Star Wars book continually. I think I have the first 12 issues of that run. Yeah. Paying three ninety nine for that book, and I was absolutely fine with that. It's like I, all the years I've been buy, I've been trying to buy Star Wars books. I finally got one. Yeah. Um, so yeah, my my vote is for Wood. Even I'm mean, Hickman is a great writer. That guy really thinks about it, yep. and maybe he thinks a little too hard. Over at Marvel, there wasn't anything that I really was enjoying this past year from Hickman. Whereas at least I had fun with X Men from Wood. Brian Wood's X-Men book is a lot of fun. And he gets the characterization right of these, you know. And I think it's interesting to see their how their relationships are now kind of like Storm was really motherly to Jubilee. Yeah. It just war- it just makes sense. And then the thing is, I don't know how much age difference they really have, but for whatever reason, it just, it just seemed to fit. Yeah. There's at least... There's at least almost, I'd say about ten. No, I'd say about, because Jubilee came in as a teenager. Mm -hmm. And you got to think that Storm was at least in her 20s. So if if Jubilee was 14 when she came in, I would say that Storm was at least 22 to 24. I'd buy that, yeah. Okay. So I'd say, I mean, that 10 years and plus, well, now... You know they've quote unquote groaned, even though it's like the Batman ro- or the mm-hmm. the Robin things where Jubilee jumped like five years and Storm maybe two. Yeah. Um, but I still think that there is that you know, even if it is a five year difference, that's a fourteen year old and a like a twenty year old. You're gonna always look at that person as being yeah. younger and needing your help. Man, upset have, so have you been going so far. Keeping up on X Men? No, because I've started buying a stuff. Because I'm like, okay, how many X Men books can I really buy? And it's like, okay, well, I can't buy Wolverine and the X Men and yeah. Astonishing X Men and well, Amazing. Yeah, yeah. Is it Astonishing? Oh, Amazing, yeah. Yeah. And X Men. So, and you guys talk so much good stuff about Amazing X Men. Amazing like, X Men is a can't lot not of fun. Read it. Have you have you been reading it? I the new issue comes out next week. I'm excited. I'll pick it up again. I, I don't know where I left off. Um Brian Woods X Men has been a lot of fun. Uh, they've added M to the okay. cast because Monet or M? Monet. Oh. Man. Because You know where she was last? X Factor. Yeah. That's why I brought it up. <laughs> um because Kitty Pryde is no longer on the team because she left to join Cyclops's okay. team after Battle of the Atom. And then Rogue's not around anymore because she got killed in, like, X-Men Legacy. Yeah. Like, uh... I forget who... Or no, she didn't get killed. She killed someone. And, like, she's doing something She didn't else. lose her powers, did she? No. I don't read the I remember book, when that happened. So. But it's, it's still a great book. Like, it's still... <laughs> Solid and the characters that I started buying the book for, yeah, a couple of them have left, but mm-hmm. it's hooked me in other ways since then. And I got to give it up for Brian Wood for selling me on an X Men book that's 
not the best X-Men. Yeah, it's like not it's, the top-tier X-Men characters. It's the quote-unquote fan favorites X-Men, and I just happen to like half the ones that were on the team. But he's been doing a great job with it, and I'm, I'm still buying it. Like, Whereas I dropped the Mendes books, even mm-hmm. though those were the top-tier X-Men teams. But they also yeah. were bringing in that guy that like shed bubbles, and I didn't understand how, what his power... All the new mutants I had no affinity for, and I... With the art on it too, with un- Chris Pachello there. Yeah, See, I, like I, just, Chris I couldn't get. I couldn't. It was really hard to follow. Magic and Emma Frost look way too similar. To well, they have different costumes. Yeah, <laughs> there are really. I, but they oh, were all new costumes, yeah. so it was really hard to like try to figure it all out. Yeah, oh, I, I understand that. Oh, this yeah. is going to be really hard to figure out, guys. Matt Fraction versus Charles Soule. Uh, it's not hard for me. Yeah, it's not hard for me either. I do love Hawkeye. But man, do I love Hawkeye when it's She-Hulk. <laughs> Gus, She-Hulk was really fun. Next year, this is going to be a lot tougher choice, and we're going to talk it out more. But yeah, it's Matt Fraction. Uh, it's definitely Matt Fraction for me because I'm buying. Yeah, Hawkeye. Yeah, yeah, yeah. If if they put a Hawkeye book out three times a month, I probably would buy him. Because I enjoy him that much. Yeah, I'm still loving Hawkeye. Um, I wish, I wish, like the first two trades, I sat and read in a day. Like I read the second trade for my birthday. Like my girlfriend went out and did like stupid shopping, and I just sat like in my PJs in the living room, legs up on the like on the couch. Yeah, and... but I say I want to spend a month like that, and you guys are like, no. <laughs> we, we told you to that. bathe. <laughs> that's, that's all we said is bathe. Uh, but when that book was over, I one I was upset because of how the book ends, and two I was upset that the I had finished what I had. Yeah. Um, and every every month when it comes out, I buy them. I bought the back issues when they did the sale on all the previous issues of Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. I bought those. You know, and I was like, "Yep, there's no question. I can read them now anytime I want. I don't have to borrow the trade from. I think you had one, and Paul had two, or vice versa. But I was like, I don't have to borrow them. They're there. I can read them anytime I want. They're mine. Um, and yeah, fraction on this is also something that I see fraction now on other stuff. It makes me aware of buying it because he's doing such a great job on this." Matt Fraction, I mean, I'm buying Hawkeye every month. Do we care that Soul took over for Inhumanity from Fraction? I just thought that was a kind of a, that's why I kind of paired them together, because I thought um, that was kind of a, you know, tie-in news. But yeah, it, it doesn't really matter, because Fraction won. because it was Fraction walking away and from we And we never saw Fraction's story. Yeah. We don't know what he wanted to tell, and we don't know where Soul was going with it. Okay. Yeah, like, it is. Matt Fraction's a name that I definitely take note of now. Mm-hmm. I mean, all the stuff he's done. I enjoyed his X-Men stuff, even, you know, with the Greg Land art that he was doing it's, with Karen Gillan. It's tough. Fraction and Gillan together. It's that was tough, tough but to it was fun. Yeah. But... I'm buying Hawkeye, and every issue delivers because every issue is something different. Mm-hmm. What's my vote? Yeah, sometimes it's a Christmas episode. 
Uh, that Christmas episode was fun, and it's like, was it Medorable? Yes. Did you read it? No, not yet. Um, but it ties into like Hawkeye with the Avengers. Like it, it definitely, it's not just some stupid story. Spoiler. He's the dog. He is the dog. He is the dog. Because of Lucky the dog. But anyway. Also, the dog has no powers. <laughs> yeah. The dog has no powers. He's got a costume, no powers, and needs other people to help him. But yeah, it was a fun issue. Uh, Jason Aaron versus Mark Wade. This is, I mean, it's. I loved me some Daredevil. But here's the but thing. I love me some a lot of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> from Aaron right Dare, now. Dare, Daredevil, are you picking up the new digital series? I will be because it's what's well, the difference? It came out well, yeah. It came out came out this week. Okay. Well I'll pick it up when I um, get to my tablet and actually <laughs> buy things. I haven't been on my tablet in like three weeks. No. I haven't been yeah, I haven't bought a comic book in like three weeks now. Um I need to get on that. Jason Aaron writes a Thor book that is great. It's amazing. great. I it's an X-Men book that is great and fun and amazing. Literally. Took the words right out of my mouth. Um <laughs> because it is. It's yeah. a I never thought I'd be buying a Thor book and the book is great. It looks beautiful. It's written fantastic. This Damn it, John. You were supposed to say not fantastic but amazing. I because it looks great. It's great. It's beautiful. It's amazing. Sorry. Um this this like the cover of this week's uh, is old Thor. Oh, Thor, with Galactus. It's be with so Galactus, good. I know. Like, I'm like, so oh my gosh. It's gonna be so good. I can't wait for Amazing X-Men. Amazing X-Men is such a solid book. It's, mm-hmm. I'm buying more books from DC, or from Marvel, than I am DC right now. And it's because mm-hmm. of two books from Aaron, a book from, um, Fraction. You know, it's, I mean, it's Aaron mm-hmm. all the way. Chris Aaron? Yeah, I'm going with Jason Aaron. Like, I'm loving Amazing X-Men. I loved Wolverine and the X-Men. Like, yeah, the book ended and it's starting again with someone else writing it, but it's the fact that it's someone else writing it is the fact that it's no longer Wolverine and the X-Men to me. All right. Like, Makes sense. Mm-hmm. Makes sense. And Amazing X-Men, it's what I want since I will be getting it from... Yeah, and you get Nightcrawler. I get Nightcrawler. And, and it's not written by, uh, uh Claremont. Claremont, yeah. yeah that's gonna be I saw there's a Nightcrawler book coming out. I was yeah. like, oh, awesome. And I saw he was writing yeah. it, and I was like, oh. Oh, not awesome. But I really enjoyed the and the, the Thor. TV show Chuck, there's a character they call Captain Awesome because he describes everything as awesome. Huh. Mm. I'm glad I don't much, watch Chuck. As much as I liked Daredevil, I won't be buying... The relaunch. Oh, really? When it comes out. Yeah, like... You're done? You don't need him yeah, to I've, see him in San Francisco? I don't. Like, I had a great story with him, like, outing himself. You don't, like, don't want to see Froggy, whether he lives or dies? Here's the thing. If it, it could just continue as it was, I probably would keep buying it. But the fact that they announced, like, nope, we're done. Yeah, no, that's, that's my mentality. Like... Well, get ready to say that about a lot of books over at Marvel, yeah. because guess what they're going to do? Give you a new volume every every story I know, arc. I know, but basically, that's a good jumping off point for me. All right. Well, I got Hey, no worries. We're gonna talk about uh, well, the number, the top seed is uh, Matt Fraction number three, 
over at uh, Marvel. So they'll go against the lowest seed, Karen Gillan. Formal write, former writing partners, now sworn enemies mm. in our comic book creator craze. Uh, I, it's going to be Fraction yeah. for me. Um, cause it's, he's the book that I've been, mm-hmm. I've been reading. And as much as I like Karen Gillian, I mean, it's, Fraction's just got it for me. Sorry, I, I missed this. What were you doing? Fraction versus Gillian. Oh. It's I think fraction. I think Paul did this just to make it tough for you. Yeah. No, I didn't do it. It's the seating. It's the seating. And, uh, number isn't, one. Isn't he supposed to go Nick against two? Why against would he, Wood? Well, Paul makes. I feel Paul makes up these rules. I know, right? He's like, no, because it's this versus this. Because like, we did Lemire versus Azrael and Snyder versus uh, Vendetti. Yeah. yeah, the top seed goes against the lowest seed. <laughs> no, then. I don't. I don't know how you picked everything out, and you just keep. Um, you just like to say seed. Yes. <laughs> so. I would probably go Kieran Galeon. Just. While that's I'm, okay. While I'm loving Hawkeye, and he puts out some great stuff that I'm always going to take note. Matt Fraction, isn't that name for me yet? Like I'm not going to start. But Gillen is. Yeah, I'm not going to like start searching out like the small press stuff that Matt Fraction's done. Like the new the new book that uh, Gilling has coming out like this year, it's about there's twelve deities that um, every ninety years they become reincarnated into human beings and for like those humans live for two years and during that time they're like rock stars like everyone just like follows them around. They're like they are the pop icons of that time. I'm I'm intrigued by that. Like it, it's a cool. Sounds interesting. Idea. Sounds interesting for next year, but <laughs> well, for June. Like it's but it's coming. something. It's yeah. something that this writer, yeah, has got him yeah, yeah, wanting. Yeah, savoring. Yeah, like that's, like that's something I'm taking note of. Mm-hmm. And if Matt Fraction had that book coming out, I, it probably wouldn't be a blip on my radar. I'd probably be like, oh, well, we'll see how much of the trade is when that one comes out. You know. Right. No. So I'm, yeah, I'm giving up to Gillen. I gotta go with Matt Fraction because he's. Got a book that I have been buying steadily versus Karen Gillen, who I was like, oh no, I like your copy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. So there we go. And now we have Brian Wood versus Jason Aaron. Oh. Two X Men writers enter, one X Men writer leaves. And it- the reason why this X Men writer leaves is because this X Men writer cheated and grabbed Mew Mew Mew. Mew Mew? Mew Yolner. From, oh. you know, the Thor yeah. movie franchise. And smashed him down, so Jason Aaron. Oh. Oh, I get it now. Yeah. It didn't make sense to me. But now I get it. This is a tough one, is but it, I have to give it up for Jason Aaron. Yep. Uh, like, I, you gotta give it to Aaron. It's, it's a, it's one of those things where you go, ooh. Alright. I have, Brian Wood sold me on an X-Men book. Jason Aaron sold me on two X-Men books. Like, that's honestly, like, just kind of how I have to look at it. Like, I love yeah. Brian Wood. He raced it to the next power. Uh, this this is an X-Men book that I'm not borrowing from you to read. It's one that I buy every week. Like, it's no, I'm going to have my own copy. I'm going to support this guy because I want my own. So, yeah, Aaron, Aaron all the way. All right, guys. Snyder versus Lemire. It's, they're both great writers, but I, I think it's 
Snyder just seems seam rolls him. Yeah. Yeah. If, if one of those comic I, book writers were like, nope, I'm done. Thank you for shopping here. I'm retiring. I'd be more upset that Scott Snyder left. Yeah. Versus Lemire. Because Lemire seems like, man, he, he does some really interesting stuff, but there's some. He, he got up to the very end, so yeah. that's. Yeah. I don't think, I think he made it maybe to the second yeah. round last year. Mm hmm. Like if he was that still was knocking, <laughs> if he was still knocking yeah, out of power on like Swamp Thing and Constantine or Justice League Dark, yeah, and that was a book that you were raving about, and I would like check out. Like, I might have had a little bit more to back him up versus just as weird to say it like this, but just Batman for Scott Snyder. Even though like I'm still loving mm-hmm. American Vampire, yeah, but, um, not... but I'm I'm looking mm-hmm. at yeah, yeah, the like, whole like Batman, you know, yeah, just Batman, just Batman alone, just just Batman alone. Any any time anyone says, "Oh, should I? What should I check out?" Scott Snyder's entire run on Batman, because even go back to the pre fifty two stuff and try to check Jason out Gotham. his his uh, well, Gates of Gotham. He was co writing really detective. detective. He was he was co writing, but you know he was yeah. he was headlining that. And that's Kyle. what makes me so but excited was, about Batman Eternal. And it was Kyle Higgins too, though, yeah. like the two of them. And then when it was not like, okay, one's doing Batman, one's doing Nightwing, I was like, oh. That's good for me. <laughs> Until they killed off Nightwing. Spoilers! You don't know if he's killed off yet, though. Yeah. We'll see. Forever Evil, he apparently died. I don't know. And the last book came out. Yeah, but... And they wrapped up his whole storyline. Not really, because then... The next issue is his last issue. More. Yeah, but it can... I mean, he can just pop up because... Yeah, it's ba- uh, I, sent, I sent him away to Africa. Yeah. Oh, spoiler alert! No. Oh. Um. Yeah. It's it's got to be Snyder. Yeah. And uh, Aaron versus Fraction on the other side. No, I do that. Aaron. <laughs> it's it's Fraction versus Aaron because the seed the top seed always gets named first. John, come on. I I don't the know why. Number three versus the number four seed. Um. But it's 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 Aaron. As much as I yeah. love Hawkeye, it is. It, Thor is. Is Thor better than Hawkeye? No, Ooh. but X Men oh. is. Amazing X Men is better than Hawkeye. I I don't think I can oh. say that because I'm I loving Amazing X Men, but I think Hawkeye is a better book. I, I think Hawkeye is a better book. See, this than is the kind of one of them that we can have now. Either one of them. <laughs> we didn't have it with the DC. Side. No, I know. Okay, here it is. I believe that Hawkeye is better individually than. Oh, there's some good issues of Thor that came out this past year. The whole one where he just the visits whole... Midgar, like, throughout. That one's great. Just the last story arc when he's on the Wild Hunt. Uh-huh, the yeah. Wild Hunt was so great. Really and good. it's... And then he was bugged. You know... Ah, oh, when he was literally bugged. Yes. <laughs> yeah. I... Hawkeye... You don't. Hawkeye is a better. You're not the brother of Loki without picking up some magic tricks. Yeah. I'm the one who said Aaron. Uh, <laughs> Hawkeye. Hawkeye. I think Hawkeye is a better book, but Aaron's got. Okay. Aaron so is writing more books that are consistent and. Like Chris said, like Fraction on time and scheduled. Fraction, I've seen other stuff 
that he's doing, I take note of it. I'm not buying him. Mm-hmm. I'm I'm actively when I see Aaron's name on a book, I'm going to be buying it. And I kick myself for not being on Thor earlier when it started. That's half the reason I jumped on Amazing X-Men as soon as I saw that come out. Mm-hmm. I bought it. I bought it that the day it came out and I've not day in day. I've not uh I've not kicked myself because I'm like I'm on the boat. I'm here. Mm-hmm. I have it. And You're on the bandwagon. Wolverine and the X-Men. I really I really enjoyed it. I didn't buy it because Chris was buying it. Mm-hmm. Did I always get those issues from Chris? No, because yeah. we we'd come back with a stack of books and I'd forget to ask for those from him. So it's something that I wasn't always reading, but like when you guys would talk about it on a show, I'd say Hey, can you pull that aside? And Chris would pull out a bunch of books. And I wouldn't read them in order, but everything I read of Wolverine and the X-Men, I enjoyed. And it's something that, again, like I kind of kick myself for not actively just buying it. And Fraction, I'm not, as as him, as a writer, and this is the writer's, Yep. Fraction is not someone who, I kick myself for not being on Hawkeye because I love it. But he's not a writer that, because he does a great book that I love, I'm not buying his other stuff. I didn't buy Inhumanity. I thought about it, but I was like, eh. Well, he no. wasn't writing. Or whatever, what he, whatever book he was gonna, that he did start doing with the Inhumans. That he, never came out. Yeah. Oh, it didn't actually? No. Oh. No. He was replaced by Charles Soule. I thought, like, issue we one just came talked out. about it. it. No, I know, but I, That's I, I. Issue one of, with Charles Soule, I wrote it. I thought I he had one come out. Well, anyways, I, I'm i fine with it because it wasn't something I was going to buy. Um, but Aaron is a writer that anything he puts out, I basically will buy. Um, and I, I that's why my vote my my vote goes to Aaron. Did you give your pick? Uh, what I was saying was I, I really do think Matt Fraction, Hawkeye is a better book. Over than Thor, God of Thunder. And it's a better book than Amazing X-Men. But those two books together? Yeah. Okay. Versus Hawkeye? I have to give it to Jason Aaron. Uh, because sometimes it is really, like we were saying with the Wild Hunt stuff, there are some times where it's really close whether or not God of Thunder is Maybe better is some issues, you know, issue to issue, you know, month to month. Mm-hmm. Uh, but some of those Kate stuff issues are so good because he's basically writing two Hawkeye books. Unfortunately, yeah. they don't come out <laughs> as if. But then again, they don't come like, out like every other Marvel book yeah. where it's double shipped. Double if it shipped. was double shipped and you got Hawkeye, yeah, but it's Hawkeye not even coming out month. in the in the I correct know. order, and it's that that alone gets it really kind of confusing. And that's kind of de- our Marvel editorial just trying to, yeah get something out there but uh so yeah that alone i'm getting two great books a month from jason aaron versus 0.8 great book from yeah. no it's <laughs> you know it's understandable from, from, it's... yeah from matt fraction with hawkeye so yeah jason aaron and go ahead and you, you can have a clear conscience when you pick uh matt fraction now no it's i Matt Fraction's done some great stuff in Hawkeye. I mean, pizza dog issue. Come on. Yeah, yeah. The episode, or episode, the issue where um, he's helping Grills 
Yeah. Like. Uh, no, I. It, dude, it's, we're not saying. It. No, had, I know, I know, I know. It's. I'm trying to defend myself because I want to go with Jason Aaron because I'm really enjoying X Men. Yeah. Med Fraction yeah. wrote well, two issues of Inhumanity. Oh, really? Oh, and then he was replaced. My yeah. bad. I'm sorry. Because I don't think they even came out before. It's replaced, though. It's okay. Right there. Huh. I think I think I have to go Jason Aaron. Okay. You can... Because... Right. I think if you if you gave me like yeah, Jason Aaron's the reason I was trying to read Scalped again on my trip. Oh, I know. If you had to give me a Sophie's choice between the books, like Hawkeye, Thor, and Amazing X Men, I would probably let Thor and Amazing X Men die, and I would keep no, no Hawkeye. Sophie's choice. Batman. Scott Snyder versus Jason Aaron. Go, go. Um, Sophie's choice. I gotta keep Batman. <laughs> I, I got to keep my Batman going. Um, I have to say it's it's Scott Snyder. Wow. Okay, I thought I was going to be the only one. We got. I. It's a lot. Of, Thor's a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh. Uh, amazing Spider-Man, or Amazing... I'm going to keep on doing that. Amazing X-Men, a lot of fun. But man, there is some meat and grizzle. And when he's on the boat with Gordon, and Gordon yeah. gives him his glasses so he doesn't see, see his identity, uh-huh. and then there's just those couple of moments of them talking, and then he notices that he's left, and Batman has put his glasses in his pocket. Mm-hmm. Like, it's... Yeah, it's... It's moments like that that you're yeah. just like... This or even the non-Batman, the Jim Gordon moments. Like, yeah, they think they beat me. And, you know, people think think I wear this coat out of shame from when they, you know, seek the dogs on it. No, I did it to remind them they will never beat me. Like, those are badass moments. Yeah. It's like, man, Jim Gordon, you are B.A. Baracus right now. Badass. It It is. And it's it, that Batman book is just... It's good. It's really, really it's, good. Yeah. To me, it's the best. It's the best Batman stuff I've read. I mean, there's lots of great stories, and they, but as a whole of everything mm-hmm. he's done from one to what? What are we at? Like twenty eight right now? Twenty nine. Just came out. Yeah. It's it's been stellar. It's Bat been blimp. it's been it's been great. It's the whole run is it. It's not just. Somebody doing five issues of a really great run. Yeah, it's, it's 29 issues. Plus his detective work. Plus his detective's work, which I haven't read. Um, but it, it, it's... Jim Gordon Jr. It's it's huge. It's it's monumental. It's something mm-hmm. that's in your face to every other bat person who's written Batman. And I think, you know, I think it'll stand the test of time. I really do. I think these issues will last. Yeah. As those monumental, like especially this year zero stuff. Now we get this, the flooded. Oh, that's gonna be so good. The yeah. Flooded, you know, after the hurricane, Gotham City. It's yeah. Oh, I'm looking forward to it. What well, we got a sneak peek of in the very first issue where he's like spearfishing Batman. <laughs> like, gonna be good. 
Um, it's something that anyone who tells me what they need to check out in comic books, I tell them Scott Snyder's Batman. And I say, well, what should I, you know, like, I see a bunch of books, like, no, all of them. Start with the first trade and then go. And I've, nobody's come up to me and be like, eh. They're just like, man, that's awesome. It's great. It's also good because they're, they, he keeps on putting these little things in there and you're like, is that the, uh, the Red Hood thing? Where there's this moment where you see this one saying, oh, there you are, beautiful. You know, or something like, along those lines. And he's in the Red Hood and you're like, oh my goodness, is that Joker? Before he's Joker. And is that the whole thing? But then it's left just a little open. Hmm. So maybe it wasn't the Joker. So he's not, so I think he's putting in little fanboy debating moments. Just enough we, to keep we, everybody interested. We, we, we did science experiments <laughs> over the, the card and the water and all of that. Like, uh-huh. it's something that month to month we're talking about Batman. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And if it's something small or something, a big conversation that starts, it's, it's great. Yeah. And it's one of those things where it's like, oh, I had three of them to read because I, I hadn't been caught up. Chris and I both hadn't got caught up uh, when we kind of moved to digital, and then we both got them and read them, and then we talked for like ten minutes about that and other comic book stuff. But it's yeah, it's Snyder. I mean, he won he won last year too, didn't he? Well, we, we say whoever won, whoever we're talking to, so it doesn't really matter. <laughs> but Scott Snyder, Scott, I think yeah, Batman always wins uh, the Scott Snyder. All right, guys. I think did Aaron win last year? Aaron won last year too, I believe. Aaron, yeah, I think Aaron won the Marvel side. Yeah, you know he might have actually won it all last year. I, I would have to. I, I don't. No, know because that was like Snyder. death in the family. Yeah, Snyder won. Okay, but it was up. It was those two. I mean, mm-hmm. Aaron won Marvel. Yeah. This year and I think last year, he still wins. He just doesn't win the overall. 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 Okay. Well, guys, if you think this episode was a winner. Please rate us and review us over on iTunes because that's where we get the most love per dollar. Find us, like us, uh, write us on Facebook. Uh, we love hearing from you guys. We actually love seeing that somebody's like the, the, our page. Yeah. yeah. It's always nice. And also, it's even nicer when you like post on it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you want to give us, uh, show ideas, we always appreciate them. They might end up in our not episodes. Because, you know, sometimes we have to do those. So, or if you just want to let us know what you think, send us an email over at contact at bangboardcast.com or individually, Chris, Sean, or Paul at bangboardcast.com. Then make sure you tune in in a couple days when we'll be doing the next batch, which is artists. Yes, the artist bracket. 